Welcome, everybody. It's Friday, so you know it's time to get in the cage here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. Well, it's finally here, the return of Conor McGregor happening this weekend. And, man, I've spent more than enough time speculating over the past year or so when he's going to fight, who he's going to fight. And I know I've talked to this guy about it more than a few times. He's the senior editor of MMA Junkie, and he's with us right now on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. He is Dave Doyle. Dave, how are you, man? Doing great, Bob. How you been? I'm good. It's it's uh, it's weird that we're finally here, right? That you know we've we've spent so much time, and I'm sure I'm not the only person you've spoken to over the past year, two years about. Hey, Conor McGregor is he going to fight again? When's he going to fight again? Who should he fight again? And here we are, the night before he goes in against Cowboy Cerrone. Is when this fight was announced, was there any surprise to it, either the opponent or the weight that they're fighting at? Uh, more so the weight than than the fight itself. I mean, I feel like. Ever since, uh, you know, it was about a year ago when, um, when when Cowboy fought on ESPN and looked really good and Connor called out, you know, basically responded to it over Twitter. And um, you just immediately, it was just one of those moments where you were like, oh, yeah, that's a great fight right there, you know. Um, and, I, you know, if you kind of read the tea leaves coming off of Connor's loss to Khabib Nurmagomedov, it was an interesting spot that he was in because, you know, he's still by he's still far and away the biggest star in the sport, but he logically you could not put him in a position where, um, you know, where where you could put him like right into another title shot or, or, or a fight of that magnitude. And Carter was at the point where you had to put him into a fight where if he was going to continue to be a star at this level, he needed to be in a position where he can show what he could do, what he did on his way up, recapture kind of the spark that he had that made him a superstar in the first place. Cowboy is exactly the fighter to do that. You know, like, don't get me wrong here, Cowboy is very much a live underdog. He could very well win this fight tomorrow night, but Connor should do so, and it should be an exciting fight. So, uh, absolutely, this is yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, you know, absolutely, this is perfect matchmaking. Now, that said, uh, to me, the welterweight thing was a curveball. Um, you know, I don't know if it was just a matter of this being almost kind of like a, you know, a shotgun marriage where they put this fight together on relatively short notice. And, uh, you know, both of these guys have fought at welterweight before, even though it's not their natural weight class. So, you know, it just kind of seems like there was a gentleman's agreement, like, eh, we don't really feel like getting down to 155, so if you're <laughs> cool with 170, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was more more that than anything else. But, you know, I mean, the UFC obviously doesn't care because they're hinting that they're just going to plow ahead with a championship fight over McGregor if he wins, even if even with it not being a lightweight fight. So uh, that was kind of a roundabout way of, of saying, yes, it was a surprise it was a welterweight, but yeah. Do you, do you feel like we're overlooking, and uh, I don't mean we, you and I specifically, but just in general that Cowboy is being overlooked in in this fight? And I understand that he's he's the B side, as Floyd likes to say, and and Connor's the A side, and he's the star, and all the eyes are on him, and and certainly Cowboy's not in his prime, but he's looked better to me at one seventy than he has at one fifty five. This seems to fit him better. He's decidedly bigger, just a naturally taller, uh, bigger person than Connor. It feels like there's there's just that danger, and I don't. All that matters is how Connor views him. But do you think just kind of 
the the perspective from the outsiders of this fighter looking past Cowboy in it? Yeah, I think it, I think it comes from more that casual audience and the uh, the more hardcore people who follow this on a you know week to week and day to day basis. I mean, let's keep in mind that Conor McGregor's fan base actually like ran to the uh, the betting windows in Las Vegas and put money on Conor to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. So they maybe don't have uh, necessarily <laughs> the most realistic set of expectations as, as far as. Uh, what Connor's what, not not just what Connor can do, but what his opponents bring to the table. So um, I think because this is one of those fights that there are only a handful of fights, whether it's MMA or boxing, every year that bubble up and, and capture the mainstream sports imagination. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's more just a, a, as much a matter of the casual fans getting right back on the Connor train. But um, you know, you are right. Uh, Donald has looked great, uh, has, has looked better at welterweight recently. It's just, um, you know, if there's any skepticism from the from the side of the, uh, those of us who follow this pretty closely, um, you know, I mean, there's just a certain point where no matter how durable a fighter is, no matter how their spirit is, there's just a point where even just just the you know the greatest of can-do fighters can't quite do it the way they used to be. And if you look at his at uh, Cowboy's last couple fights out, uh, Justin Gaethje really wrecked him, and, and, and Tony Ferguson had his way with him too. And uh, granted, those are two of the very best fighters at lightweight, but it, they were the type of performances that make you wonder. You know, this is Cowboy's fiftieth pro MMA fight. He had like three dozen kickboxing fights before that. He's going to be 37 in March. Maybe, maybe he's starting to slow down finally. Now, <laughs> this would not be the first time in Cowboy's career that people have asked that question about him. So, uh, you know, it, six, six of, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a bad cliche here, but uh, maybe. <laughs> six of one, half a dozen of another. Is that what you're looking Thank for? Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Dave Doyle from MMAJunkie.com is our guest here on 710 ESPN Seattle as we get ready for the big fight between Conor McGregor and uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone coming up tomorrow night. Uh, just, l- let's talk about the fight itself. And, and, and you talked about some of the past opponents of, of Donald Cerrone, and those are guys that tend to start a little quicker. Conor is a quick starter. He's had trouble later in fights. And we all know anybody that's followed the sport, and more specifically Cowboy Cerrone, the knock on him is it just takes him around to get going for, and he knows it. He talks about it every single fight that he's a slow starter. Yet nothing really changes. It does. He still is a slow starter. It seems like that that is a is a big could be a big advantage if Connor does come out quick like he tends to, and if Cowboy's not ready for that. How how do you see that? Do you see that being a factor in this fight? Yeah, actually, I think you know what I, I. I think that's pretty much it. You know, the, uh, the 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 surface level. This is like what you see is what you get. There's no real uh, kind of deeper underlying lying thing to this here. You know, like cowboy. Um, it, it, it's exactly what it looks like. Connor's a fast starter. Cowboy is, is slow to warm up, and it's going to come down to you know the flip side of this is Connor. Generally speaking. Um, get him past like the midpoint around two and he starts to tire. So is Don like Donald has acknowledged this himself this week in his interviews and said that, you know, he needs to pace himself and and try to take this into the deep waters. But 
cowboys cowboy man and and, and with 18,000 fans going nuts and you know cowboys and adrenaline junkie um I, I if connor comes out and starts throwing i see i see donald doing the same thing um and you know as far as connor and his cardio thing i don't know if you've seen the uh, the pictures that were going around today um of his weigh-in, but Connor looked magnificent on the scale today. Uh, it, like to the point that you were like, "My God, how did this guy ever make 145 before?" You know, he looked healthy, he looked good. Whether that translates, and it, I think it's also worth noting that um, Connor has done and said everything that he that kind of needed to be said this week because he like it's been just bad headlines for Cowboy. I'm sorry for Connor over the past couple of years, right? It's been just one incident after another. And he needed to come out this week and say, you know, I'm focused. I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated to my career again. Um, you know, it's, it, this is about bringing a fight to the fans. The fans didn't want to hear any BS anymore. And Connor actually showed up early for his press conference. He used to make people wait, you know, for what seemed like hours for his press conferences. And, you know, maybe that, that could just all sound like, window dressing but when you add that when you add in how he looked on the scale today that seems to underscore the fact that like he really seems to get it that he came close to 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 blowing all the goodwill that he had built up over the years and that that you know he very much needs a victory tomorrow night so um yeah it, it you know it, it on paper both of these guys have done everything that they're they're supposed to do and uh uh I still think when when, when the the bell rings, um, of course they don't actually use a bell, but you know what I mean. I'm just all about the the cliches today. Um, <laughs> you know, the, it, it's going to be like it, it's it, the crowd's going to be going wild, and they're just going to go out there and throw down. And I don't see the fight lasting very long. Well, before I ask you who you like in this fight, tell me what a win or a loss means to Connor, and what does a win or a loss mean to Cowboy? Because I think they're decidedly heavier either way for Connor. Clearly, the win means much more. The loss means dr- dramatically more it, than it does for Cowboy on either side. But do you, you tell me. Sure. So for Connor, look, if he wins, um, if he wins, he can basically, like, write his own check again. You know, um, this weekend, has, this week has shown that McGregor is still, commands the general public's attention, but he's still at the point where, um where he needs to get the job done in the cage. Like you saw when Ronda Rousey lost to um, Holly Holm, she came back a year later. She looked terrible against Amanda Nunez, and she was basically done. Um, in Connor's case, he'll still be a big deal if he, if he loses, but like I don't think that he's a guaranteed like million pay-per-view seller, and he won't be able to kind of call his shots uh, the way he's accustomed to, if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't win tomorrow night, if he does win, you know it's uh, full speed ahead. Uh, in the case of Donald, um, you know, like I said, like I like like I referred to earlier, Donald's at the point where you're starting to wonder: Is he slowing down? If he wins, if he beats Conor McGregor in his biggest spotlight, um, he gets the rub of beating McGregor on top of already being. Uh, you know, one of the fans' favorite fighters, and that means his next fight would be huge. If he loses, that's three fights in a row that that he would have lost. The first two he looked pretty bad in, and, you know, 
might be certainly the end of the road where Donald's kind of the guy who he's not usually headlining events like this, but they can plug him in. He headlines a fight night or, you know, an ESPN card or whatever. And those days are probably over if he loses tomorrow night. All right. Well, we, we've gotten to this point. How do you see this one playing out, man? Um, it, it, I don't see it lasting too long. Uh, one of these guys is going to drop the other. I'm going to reiterate again that it could very well be Cerrone, you know, knocking out Connor. But if I if I had to put money up on it, I think uh, we're going to see the long-awaited return of Con- Conor McGregor's lethal left hand. All right, there you go. Hey, quickly before I let you go, what do you what do you think of the card overall? It's taking some heat. Dana's taking some heat, saying it's not a great card. I mean, Connor obviously is a huge star, and that it'll do well because of him. But just the rest of the the card in general, do you do you feel like it's a, a solid card, or do you think it's a little light? You know what? It's it's. I think it's one of those cards that I'll be the first to tell you if a card sucks, it sucks. Um, it this is actually one of those ones with some sneaky, pretty decent fights. Uh, underneath the main event, even though they don't really have the star, star power underneath. For example, uh, the, the main card openers, uh, Anthony Pettis is going back to lightweight, and he's fighting a guy on like a five or six fight win streak named Diego Ferreira. Um, it, it, like in this fight, in the case of Pettis, Pettis has seemed right on the cusp of kind of getting his mojo back, and uh, I think going back to lightweight might be it. And, and Ferreira is a real up-and-comer who is just – all he's missing is that one win over a name guy, and Anthony Pettis is the name. If these guys have exciting fight styles. That should be a good fight. Um, Holly Holm is fighting Raquel, Pendleton, Raquel Pennington. Holly really needs a win. Raquel Pennington is, a, is a, um, again, a one of those solid fighters has been around, has pulled off some upsets. Uh, you know, to me, it's intriguing to see how much Holly Holm still has left. Macy Barber, strawweight on the the uh, the feature preliminary fight on ESPN, fighting a veteran in Roxanne Motaferi. Macy Barber is undefeated. She's a finisher. She's 21, and she's gone out and actually said she wants to be a cha- the youngest champion in UFC history. John Jones was champion at 23. He holds the record. This is her biggest test. Um, Andre Feely and Sodiq Youssef, a featherweight fight. Both of those guys love to just stand and throw down. Sodiq Youssef is a guy who is uh, everything about him says future star. So you go up and down the card. Uh, if you're the casual fan who only tunes in a couple times a year when it's a Conor McGregor fight, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the action in the cage tomorrow night up and down the card. Looking forward to it. Dave Doyle of MMAJunkie.com, senior editor. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dave Doyle MMA. Does a great job. One of the best in the business. Dave, always appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. Love talking the sport with you. Thanks so much. Enjoy the fights this weekend. I look forward to talking again soon, my friend. You got it, my man. Have a great weekend.